They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt and Paul Wooster. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Next Gen on Mission podcast. My name is Shane Pruitt, the National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board. And with me always is my co-host, my brother, my partner in crime. No, I'm just kidding. Partner in the gospel, yeah, Paul man. Wooster, the National Collegiate Director. What's up, Paul? What's up, dude? Hey, I got up super early this morning and went for a surf session. That was epic. I actually got a barrel. Do you know what that is? I do, man. I actually okay, do know good. what that is. Yeah. Nice, nice. So I, I got one. So I'm, I'm just, I'm hyped up. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked right now. So, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, your balance skills, because dude, you, you're still a skateboarder. I mean, you do yeah. all kind of flips and tricks, and then like you're a legit surfer. And man, I can barely walk without tripping. So, man, <laughs> much props to you, bro. Hey, and I noticed hey, you're rocking the Jensen hat today. You know, oh, yeah. uh, so friends sure. that are listening audio, you don't get to see us, but we are a new aspect that we've been kind of reminding you of. We are uploading the videos of these conversations to the YouTube channel, the Jensen YouTube channel. So you can check those out. But today, Paul has a hat on. I'm hatless. A lot of times I have a hat on. So, so Paul, I'm, I'm hatless today, man. I know, looking good. That fade is looking looking fresh, man. <laughs> I did get a fresh fade. I did get a fresh fade. <laughs> hey, but on to much more more important things is, Paul, I'm so excited about our guest today because, dude, we have a legend with us, man. A North mm-hmm. American Mission Board NAM legend. So, yep. man, I'm so excited about our guest today, Steve Turner, who is our director of Jensen Breaks, Summers Experiences, uh, just, man, a great friend of Paul and I. We love serving with him. We love uh, just being on the same team together, getting to serve Jesus and uh, the church with um, our friend Steve. And, man, he's a mm-hmm. lover of Jesus, uh, passionate about equipping and mobilizing people to live on mission. He's a, a husband, a father, a, a grandfather, uh, just all around great dude. Uh, by far has the best beard. Uh, of the three of us on this conversation. That's, that's sure. sure. <laughs> so, Paul, man, are you excited about our guest today, Paul? I am. I'm super stoked. I'm super excited. Uh, man, Steve is a legend. And anywhere he goes, people respect him. People yeah. um, listen. And I just ears perk up. And I've sit on, sit, sat in on his workshops. And it's it's been really cool to see just the respect that collegiate leaders especially have for Steve across the nation. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm personally encouraged by Steve, inspired by him, learn from him all the time. But without further ado, Steve Turner, welcome to the Next Gen on Mission podcast, my friend. We want to welcome you and your great beard to the podcast today. Wow. I mean, you're really, y'all, y'all have inflated me so much that now we have to figure out how to take me down many notches. By the way, legend, once you get past 60, you understand that the word legend is just polite for old. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I'll, hey, take one, I'll take it. Hey, uh, one time uh, we called, we said that to Pastor Johnny, we called him a living legend. And he goes, that just means I've endured a lot yeah. of years of ministry. Yeah. He goes, that just means you've endured. That's <laughs> well, that's awesome. Hey, well, Steve, man, welcome. We're so glad you're here, man. Looking forward to this conversation. Hey, but before we get too spiritual, tell us one fun fact about Steve that we may not already know that we need to know. 
I mean, I'll tell you two, because one is super right. random. I uh, love it. The, the first one most people know, which is uh, I used to work for Apple Computer mm-hmm. back in the yep. day uh, before full-time ministry. Um, but, but the really fun fact is my first church staff position, I was 17 years old. Wow, wow. man. <laughs> Doogie Hauser ministry. Right yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that church was thinking, but I was their minister of music at age 17. Wow. Come on, man. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> that's incredible. Just, uh, yeah, that's, I love it. I mean, I, I think that's something we talk about on this podcast yep. is why not get young people in the game sooner and I'm sure that was very formative for you in your Absolutely. life. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So that, yeah, that leads to our first question, serious question: is what do we need to know about Generation Z? I think a couple of things. the The first one is I've noticed that that this is a pretty anxious generation. Yeah, I mean yeah. they they've dealt with a lot of trauma. Um. But I think a lot of that, if you think about it, if you go talk to a family that went through the depression, they'd say, what is there to be anxious about? Right. right. Um, And yet we've created, I think a lot of us as parents, as grandparents have really created, helped create this anxiety for for Gen Z. Hmm. Um, But there is this sense of dread that many of them have that you just have to work Mm -hmm. through. Now, on the flip side, um, some people would think this is a negative. I actually think it's a positive. Much of Gen Z has has shed their religious skin. Yep. Yep. Which means we don't see the culture of Christianity as much. That's right. But I would argue it really, really opens the door for the authenticity of the gospel. And so I I think it's I think we're primed for a huge spiritual awakening. Come with on. This yeah. Come on. Paul, we ask every guest that question and every answer is phenomenal. But that's probably one of my favorite responses to that. I love that, Steve. That's my prayer request. And as you know, uh, me, you, Paul, we throw around the term revival generation, and that's our prayer request, that this would be a revival generation. I love what you're saying. And so, Steve, with that, man, one thing that Paul and I are constantly encouraged by is your passion for the gospel, of reaching people with the gospel, but also mobilizing people to live on mission um, and to make Jesus known. And so where does that passion come from? Like, like, because even every time, and people don't get to see this, but when we have our internal meetings as a team, you're always pushing and going, Hey, how's this mobilizing people to live on mission? Or what is this doing to equip people to live on mission? Like you always go back to that. And we love that. So where does that passion that zeal come from? Would you briefly kind of share your story with us? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I got saved early in life. Um, Central Baptist Church, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm. I was nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a church kid. I was there every time the door was open and uh, was fortunate in that. Uh, walked an aisle one Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. parents were wise enough to say, all right, let's, let's, let's make sure Steve knows what he's doing. Uh, and so I met with the pastor and uh, 
you know, as much as I knew what I knew at age nine, I just, I, I wanted Jesus to be my savior and Lord. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the church growth movement. Um, and you know what that was, was in a lot of ways, accidental discipleship. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is in the church growth movement, you, you had programs for everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was at church nonstop, but it was the people who were investing in me that, that provided that leadership development, that discipleship. Um, You know, I was a Bible drill champion. Uh, (laughs) Bible drill. Yep. That's how, that's how I learned a lot of scripture. That's awesome. Um, But I wouldn't say a lot of it was intentional discipleship. It was just program stuff that God used in my life. And when I went off to college, I think like most people, I had been kind of encouraged to pursue the American dream. Yeah. Um, But I was also on a church staff. So I was living in these dual worlds. But even... Even being on a church staff, uh, I had a professor friend. I was studying computer science, and I had a professor friend says, "Hey, I've got a potential job for you as a music director at a church." And, and here was his quote, and he meant it in a good way, but it was so horrible. He he said, "You're going to go to church anyway. You might as well get paid for it." Uh, and I was like. <laughs> And looking back today, I'm like, oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. (laughs) But back then, really just learning how to serve the church. Yeah. um, Especially in a multi-generational environment. Yep. So, I mean, I got married early. I got married at age 20. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was passionate uh, about anything and everything. Like I was high strung. Uh, I was super cocky. Uh, and God just used a series of events. Um, I mean, my wife and I started raising her brothers mm-hmm. at age, we were age 22, they were 13. Wow. So I was a game changer. Yep. Uh, our first child was born nine weeks premature. Uh, which was two pounds. I had a business failure. And so God was just hammering down on me. <laughs> but in that valley, uh, he broke me of me. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that was the first time I really learned, really learned how to die for him mm-hmm. and just say, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, out of that, came the opportunity to work for Apple. And God took me from the depths of bankruptcy to this unbelievable height where everything I touched turned to gold. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also serving at a church. One day Apple said, hey, go finish your degree. We'll pay for it. I went back to, to the university and just fell in love with college students. Mm-hmm. It was like, these are my people. Yeah. And I like to tell people I was that creeper in your class. 
I was the 30 year old in the class of 18 year olds. Right. Uh, and I'll never forget, I had this one class right before lunch and I would tell students, hey, you want to go get something to eat? And they'd say, ah, we're good. We're good. No, thanks. <laughs> and then I'd say, hey, I work for Apple. And they'd say, oh, let's go to lunch. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> And so I'd talk two or three minutes about Apple and then flip the conversation to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then one day, it, it was strange. God just said, hey, walk across the street to this church. So I walked across the street to a Baptist church, asked to speak to the pastor, asked if he had a college ministry. He said, nope, we've been praying about it. I said, I think I'm the answer to your prayer. <laughs> wow, come on. And, uh, so I started volunteering with 10 college students. And a couple of years later, we were running, goodness, over 300. That's mm -hmm. amazing, Steve. Love that. And then in 95, uh, God just said, hey, give this Apple thing up. Mm. And that was super hard. I bet. Um, yeah. But it was uh, proving God's faithfulness in that decision to follow him. And I've ever since then, uh, I mean, that's what really drives me uh, with college students is just like, hey, I'm, I'm going to die uh, helping the next generation get on board with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Love it. And I, I love how, and how long have you been in your role at NAM now? Since 2013. So this okay. is year, year nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So man, you've seen God do some incredible things and it, as a local collegiate pastor and now in this national role that you have. And uh, man, one thing I really admire about you is a lot of people, as they've been doing ministry for years, there seems like to me that their passion kind of wanes and they get into a business as usual mindset. For you, it's really seems that God has grown your passion. And so that is so healthy. And that's one reason Shane and I mm -hmm. love working with you and doing ministry with you. And we believe that the best is yet to come as we work together and especially we're excited about these we have all sorts of strategies and ideas and plans um, with nam that we're just super pumped about but i want to ask you a question based on your experience your years of experience in the collegiate ministry world what are some of the key strategies and principles that collegiate ministers use that helps equip students to live on mission yeah i mean paul i think something that I've seen be just very consistent over time. Uh, I tell people three things, uh, high expectations, high trust, unyielding love. Mm. And so I think one of the things we have to do with this generation is, is set the bar high. Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I love about this generation is they are totally cool. With, with jumping above where they think they can get. Like right. if you set the bar high, they'll say, okay, let's go. Um, mm -hmm. And in order to do that, you we as leaders have to know ahead of time, they are going to fail. Mm -hmm. Yep. But if you trust them and walk with them while they fail, you will, you will see great growth. And, and that gets to that third part, which is that unyielding love. Right. 
when they fail, you need to lean in, not walk away. Um, and I think so many of us, in fact, so many of Gen Z, when they failed, people have walked away mm. instead of when they failed, say, okay, no, 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 just let's learn. Yep. Uh, let's grow. Let's, let's keep moving. Uh, we're not going to lower the standard, uh, but at the same time, we're going to help you get there. Um, I think that's what's been a secret of Jensend. I think that's that has been consistent over 25 years of college ministry. Mm. Is just we're we're calling people up and out. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. And I think the the ability to do that. Um, I think this generation, maybe more than a, a whole lot of others, are like primed for that. I think yeah. the key thing they're missing is that unyielding love of a relationship um, because so many people have just treated them transactionally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not discipleship. Wow. You know, yeah, discipleship true. is walking with this generation um, yeah. while, while saying, no, 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 the, the standard is the standard. Let's go get it. Yeah, I love that, Steve. And I love calling them up and calling them out. I love that. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Jensen. And so kind of shifting gears a little bit, you know, Paul and I are huge fans of Jensen's summer mission experiences, the life change that happens, uh, not only in people who are being reached with the gospel, but the life change that happens in the students that are a part of those is absolutely incredible. So can you share a little bit about those experiences and what all is involved with Jensen's summer mission experiences? Yeah, Jensen Summer, uh, I mean, the idea is a student goes for six to eight weeks, mm -hmm. one of 30 locations coming up in 2022, yeah. to really learn life on mission principles and then live them out in another cultural context, working with church planters, mercy and compassion organizations, really just to see how who God crafted them to be intersects his great story in a strategic location. So it, it's, it is very non-scripted. Mm -hmm. I tell people it's coached, not managed. Right. And really part of, yeah. the, part of the beauty of Jensen is the tension that a student has to face going, okay, how do I do this? Right. You know, how do I live like a disciple of Jesus to make disciples in a culture that I'm dropped into? Hmm. And in most cases, those are cultures that are much more post-Christian than they are coming from. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a little bit of a shock to the system. Um, yep. Honestly, I think that's part of the beauty. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's, I love that. I think that's, it's so good that they get that experience and they're with a the group of their peers too. So they form those, that bonding, they learn how to live on mission together. We're not just parachuting uh, someone alone and go reach the city, but they're, they're together. They get to learn and build relationships and clear up relationships and live together and all that stuff. But then they also have a coach, right? They have a church planner or a church plant strategist that's coaching them along and it's kind of this great mix of learning to fly like on their own but then also having enough um help and safeguards and and, and enough structure that helps make it successful 
Well, and that's the beauty of the cohort system. So you, you take a city like Boston, I mean, they may have 60 students, but they'll be broken up into eight to 10 cohorts of six to eight. Right. Those cohorts just help help them from a peer to peer level grow, even though they still have that coach that's older than them. Uh, I tell people all the time, we're going to drop you into the deep end of the mission pool. And I'm never going to ask if you can swim um, <laughs> because I trust God, your teammates and your coaches to get Man. you to the water for air. If you need it. Mm-hmm. Come on. That is so that. good. Can you share a little bit of the fruit and maybe even a couple stories that you've seen over the years of what God has done through these experiences? Golly. Yeah. There's so many. Uh, let, me, let me take some new ones. Um, and I'll just pick one city. Uh, Salt Lake City um, had a student from South Carolina who at the last minute, he said, I'm graduating civil engineer major. Uh, I'm just going to go to Jensen in, in Utah. Um, God did a work in his life. Um, while he was there, he interviewed with a civil engineering firm. Nice. Um, and he called me the last day of Jensen and said, hey, just want to let you know, I'm going home and packing, moving, moving to Salt Lake. Wow. That's <laughs> Love awesome. It. On a similar note, we had a young lady named Jen uh, who, who she was going to play volleyball at a school. Her, her volleyball scholarship fell through. And she called me and she said, you know, I think, I think this is a sign from God. I'm just going to take this semester and go back to the city. And so she's living in Salt Lake, actually reaching college athletes, female college athletes at Weber State University. Mm. She's crushing it. And that is that is becoming more and more common with Jen Senders as they go, wait a minute, I don't have to wait. I can be on mission right now. Right. Um, and even for those students who go back to their home context, they just go back thinking different. Um, you know, they go back and think, okay, wait a minute. I was dropped into a foreign culture out of my comfort zone. So now how do I go back into my comfortable place and see it uncomfortably? Wow. Like, like how do I just look at it as a mission field now when it used to just be home? Hmm. Man, that's awesome. And Steve, I got to see just even last week at the time of this recording, uh, being in Puerto Rico, speaking at a collegiate event there, working with uh, Sin Puerto Rico, is it was a collegiate event that was largely coordinated and led by Jen Senders there in Puerto Rico. And we got to see 17 people confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, 15 of those college students. But it was an event coordinated, led, uh, by Jen Senders. And so it's so cool uh, to see really you're helping do exactly what we talk about on this podcast uh, to say, hey, you're not just the next generation, you're the now generation. You're not the future of the church, you're the church right now. Um, so in that, you also coordinate Jensen breaks, uh, which are a little shorter um, um, mission experiences over spring break, winter break, other breaks. So can you share a little bit about the difference between Jensen breaks and versus Jensen summer experiences and then ways for churches and ministry leaders to be involved in Jensen breaks? Yeah, Jensen breaks. I mean, think of those as a taste and see. 
yeah, uh, of a of a yep. Jensen summer. So they're gonna they're gonna come to a city or a sin relief ministry center. Um, they're gonna experience. Um, hey, what what does a vision for this city look like? They're going to meet some planters. They're going to do some mercy and compassion things, do some evangelistic events, all with those churches in the area, really just to give them a taste of here's what it looks like to be on mission in this place. And the whole time we're, we're hoping uh, to kind of put a lure in the water that says, yeah. hey, come back for the summer. You know, come invest your whole summer with us as we take those next steps. Yeah. Love it, Steve. That is so good. I pray that ministries and churches across the nation will look into GenSend. Check out GenSend.org for that. And so now we're going to shift gears. We actually have a ton of college students that listen to this podcast and maybe maybe be considering what to do with their summer. Um, what advice would you give a college student that is just weighing out what they do, what they're going to do with their summer and maybe even post post college. Yeah. I think Paul just don't waste it. Hmm. I mean, I see with this generation, this, this hurry, hurry, hurry attitude. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, slow down. Like, like, yeah. yeah, you could, you could go ahead and take more classes and finish two years early, but you might miss the best education you would get by just spending your summers really navigating God's call in your life. You know, what, what would yeah. it look like if somebody does Jensen and says like, like Trey did, who said, okay, I'm a civil engineer. How do I leverage my civil engineering degree for the mission of God? And through Jensen, he, he found it. Had he not done that, he would probably now be working a, a, a normal civil engineering job right here at home, missing out on what God wanted to show him. And so I think college students have just got to take this big picture approach and say, uh, hey, I, I need to not only invest in my education, I need to invest in my future on mission. Uh, and we've made Jensen so affordable. Uh, I mean, it, it is it is the honestly, it's the cheapest way to go to one of these cities. Um, but but that's the investment the North American Mission Board wants to make with the next generation getting on mission just to go, no, right. let us help be a part of that. Amen. Yeah. And Steve, um, this next question, honestly, I know we could do a whole separate podcast episode just on this question. Um, but what would be if if a leader said uh, a collegiate leader said, "Hey, I really want missions to be a part of the culture of our ministry." Uh, what would be one piece of advice you would give them, or maybe one practical next step to say, "Hey, we really want missions to be a part of our culture here." Yeah. Oh, there's so many potential answers there, Shane. I think yeah, one of the yeah. things is develop partnerships. Um, you know, I, I see the most successful groups form strategic partnerships mm -hmm. to over time create this, this pipeline, this culture. Uh, but right. more than anything else, you, you just develop this, hey, you're here for us mm -hmm. to discover who you are, develop you, and then deploy you. I yeah, mean, if they will yeah. always think the, the deployment celebration is the biggest day of your ministry. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Being in college ministry. I mean, that is one of the things that fuels me is that every four years 
Yep. Um, or in my case, 19. Every four <laughs> years, uh, you're deploying a generation of students somewhere. That's right. Mm -hmm. So to be strategic with that, I mean, there is no greater joy. I mean, 25 years in, uh, I, I can pretty much get a globe out and throw a pin at it. And wherever it is, I know somebody to pray for. Wow. Uh, because yeah. of 25 years of deployment. Yeah. And so as a leader, I'm like, you, you got the best gig ever. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And Steve, and that's what, man, I love this conversation. And I knew it'd be like this just because, you know, as much as we're around you and get to talk to you and, and really get to do ministry alongside you, I knew it'd be like this because like, you know, the heart behind this podcast is really an on-mission charge is to see the next generation realize that the now generation, not the future of the church, but the church right now, that they're called to live on mission now. They got the great commission on their life now to get in the game now. And that's everything you've been talking about. Like here's real life ways to be the church right now. And here's real life stories of being the church right now. And so I know this whole conversation has really been on this, but would you give us yep. one closing thought and one practical next step of being the church right now? You've, you've got a moment as a leader that you, I'm not sure you'll ever get again. Mm -hmm. in, in some ways it is a ministerial reboot um, coming out of COVID, but you've got a generation that is hungry for yeah. truth. Yeah. And so love deeply, teach strongly. Um, you know, I, I, I was last week teaching a group of students and I go, hey, do I have permission just to cut the fluff <laughs> and, and come yeah. right at you? Because yeah. I don't yeah. have like 25 minutes and let's not yep. wait. Yep. Yeah. And it was a sermon that I could not have preached in most, most churches. Right. Yep. But with this generation, they said, bring it. And yeah, I'm, they want it. Yeah. And, and so I, this is a unique opportunity in time um, where, where a student, they may reject what you say, but here's what they want. They want you just to come say it. Come yep. on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're preaching it, man. That's, man. Yeah, that gets me excited. I, I've been saying this lately. It's like with Generation Z, there is a hunger for spirit, for the spirit and truth. There's a hunger yep. for the spirit and truth. And there's really like no tolerance for fluff, fluff and puff. There nope. really is. You know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's so good. And I think it's time. Yeah, it's time for us to see this generation become the revival generation and yeah. they want to hear the truth. They want God's word. They want to move with what he's doing. And so let's call them forward. Let's, I say this a lot, but let's not apologize for asking too much of students. Let's apologize when we don't ask enough, yeah. you know? And so I, I just, I love that Steve. So Steve, I know our uh, listeners are going to want to connect with you. So what are some ways that they can do that? Huh, this is funny because you guys know me. Uh, <laughs> I, I have I have social media accounts, but they're pretty worthless. <laughs> the, the best way to the best way to really connect with me is really just Jensend uh, mm -hmm. at nam.net. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I I love to answer emails and make phone calls, but right. 
I'm too much of a hand grenade to be on any social media. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's why when Paul asked this question, and that's why it just made me chuckle because I know like, yeah, your views of social media. That's so awesome. <laughs> hey, but friends, hey, you are going to want to engage with what Steve is doing. It's only a help to you as a leader. Uh, if you're a student, it's only a help to you. Um, and so be sure to engage in all aspects of what he just shared uh, with the email address, but also jensen.org. Also, if you're on Instagram, just at jensen, YouTube at jensen, uh, TikTok at jensen. You'll get to see Steve do some dances on there. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. None of us are doing dances on there. <laughs> but hey, friends, thank you so much for listening, Steve. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and experience and just so many opportunities for people uh, to live on mission. And friends, we are so thankful for you as our Next Gen on Mission podcast family. Uh, thank you for listening and continuing to be a part of these conversations. If this conversation has been a help to you, please uh, share it on your social media, share it with all your ministry contacts. Uh, also, don't forget to give it a great rating. Um, and if you want to see the video aspect, you can see that at the Jensen YouTube channel. And of course, these audios are available on all podcast platforms. And if you have any questions on reaching the next generation, please email us at evangelism at nam.net. We'll try to address those on a future podcast. And we pray you have a great rest of your day and tell somebody about Jesus. Jesus.